Samaritan, hopefully perhaps a story you are all somewhat familiar with, one that we often talk about. A man is beaten, he's left for dead, a Levite and a priest come upon him and simply keep on walking. They pass by. And then another man, a Samaritan, an outsider, a foreigner, comes by and stops and cares for this man, treats his wounds. Not only that, brings him to the inn to receive further care, helps pay for that bill and any future bill, which is a little absurd if you think about it. I mean, how many of you would, would like that if you're the innkeeper and this guy basically writes you a blank check and says, go spend it how you like, you, any, any bill he accrues, I'll pay it. And you're like, oh, well, I need some more whatever, and I'll just write that on his tab, right? The generosity, the care. And sometimes we hear this story, and we break it down into a simple moralism. We should love like the Samaritan, like this foreigner, like this outsider, so go love people. And that's part of the story, this idea of who is your neighbor. But part of the question the lawyer also asks is about eternal life. And so I think we sell this story short if all we stop at is some simple moral lesson, almost like an Aesop fable. And we fail to understand something much deeper that is going on. This Samaritan is fascinating. And I want to say that the Samaritan, the thing that stuck out with me is when it says he had compassion. Now the Gospel of Luke, in fact the Gospels as a whole, but the Gospel of Luke specifically, the word compassion is very powerful the word compassion is, is very deep. And I don't know what you think about it. It's a word we throw around or we may hear in different settings. But the word itself means to care for someone and have a passion or a, a yearning to, to go do something about it. Jesus uses this word a lot or is used a lot with Jesus. When Jesus in Matthew 6 sees the crowds gather, it says he had He saw they were like sheep without a shepherd and he had compassion on them and then cares for them. In Luke, in chapter 7 of Luke, the widow of Nain, her son just died. The funeral procession is going down the street. He jumps in front of a funeral procession. The nerve. Because Jesus had compassion. And he doesn't just step in front of the funeral procession and say, well, I'm very sorry about that. That's just terrible. He brings the boy back to life. In, in John 10, in the resurrection of Lazarus, when Lazarus dies, Jesus has compassion. He sees Mary. He sees Martha. He has compassion on them and brings Lazarus back to life. In the prodigal son, the son who is far off, the father sees him and has compassion and runs out to meet him. Compassion is seeing a need and being so stirred, so moved that you cannot help but act. This Samaritan saw a man in trouble didn't didn't just say, that is too bad. How unfortunate for that man. He is having a bad day. He stops. He takes him. And he cares for him like no one else would bother. Like only Jesus can. Jesus in his compassion offers a healing balm. And the Levite and the priest, if we want to think of them as the law, they offer no comfort. They offer no peace to us when we understand the depth of our sin. 
They do not have compassion on us. They simply measure us as falling short and go on. That's it. Too bad. But Jesus stops. And he sees the sickness of our sin. And he applies to it the most beautiful healing balm we could ever imagine. It's a sickness. It's a brokenness. It's a disease. This is a season of disease, is it not? I'm not talking about Lent. I'm talking about winter, spring. How many of you have been into the doctor at some point this, this season, right? Some of you antibiotics. Anyone antibiotics? Have, have you ever had them in your life? Anyone? Anyone? How many of you have had them in the last 24 hours? If you're allergic, don't take them, please. Why do we take antibiotics? To receive healing. We understand what healing is. We seek medical care all the time. I don't know if you know this, but in 2016, the medical care industry, the healthcare industry, was a $3.3 trillion industry in America alone. That's 18% of our gross domestic product. 18% of money spent in America was spent on healthcare just in 2016. We have lines at the doctors, and you've got to wait. You wait when you get to the ER to be cared for. And we'll stop at almost nothing to receive that care. You never go in and you sit there and you talk to the doctor and you say, well, how much is this going to be? Can we whittle it down? You might do that later, but in the moment you just want care. And so you sign the papers and you, and you submit it and you say, okay, do what you got to do. We spend money on care all the time to care for and prolong our physical life. But Jesus calls us today to have that same eagerness for our spiritual life, for our spiritual healing, for our spiritual health, to receive his healing hand upon us. And we need it. We need it desperately. St. Ambrose has this great phrase. He says, because St. Ambrose, he was a phenomenal man of God. He received the word saint before his name. St. Ambrose says this, because I always sin." I always need to take the medicine Jesus offers. Because I always sin, I always need to take the medicine. And it's a medicine of no cost. He he literally comes and he says, here, this should cover it as he offers his body, his blood for us. Whatever the cost, whatever the expense, whatever bill is accrued, it's on me. I got it. I got it. Could you imagine if Jesus says, <clears throat> you, get, you get $500, but after $500 of spiritual care, you're done. I've run out of grace for you. Could you imagine? He doesn't do that. He says, I have it. I have it perpetually, always. I take it upon myself. By his wounds, Isaiah says, we are healed. We have a precious antidote against the poison of sin. And it's something we always go to. The Lord has compassion on you. He sees you. I love that with compassion. Always pay attention. Jesus always sees and then has compassion. He sees the people without a shepherd and loves them. He sees Mary and Martha mourning and loves them. He sees the widow of Nain broken in tears at the death of her own child and loves her. He sees you in the brokenness you're in and loves you and offers you healing. But it's not just a one-time thing. 
It's something we run to again and again and again. When you receive antibiotics from the doctor, what do they tell you? They say, take them until you feel better. Right? No! No! They say, take them till they're all gone. Now, maybe you're like me, and you were arrogant, and you thought, I know better than the doctor, and I'm feeling okay today. So you stopped taking them, and then what happened? It came back! It came back! Don't stop taking the medicine! Because we find ourselves back in the disease of sin again and again and again. Perhaps it would be better to compare it to diabetes or something where it's with you your life. And it is what it is. It's the reality. And you continue to receive the medicine you need to be healed. This is what Eucharist is. His body and blood poured out for you. Healing you. I love that the traveler, the Samaritan, used oil. As you're anointed with oil in your baptism, that the name of Christ may always rest upon your forehead and be the name you carry out into the world. I love that he used wine to heal the wounds. The very blood of Christ poured out to heal you from the sickness we all suffer. This, this medicine is meant to be taken until we're in the heavenly feast, into the banquet of heaven, and even revelations. The tree, the 12 fruits of the tree, each in its own season, every month, given for the healing of the nations. He's always seeking to heal us. So today we come to this table to receive healing, his healing, his life. And to be that, that first referral, if I may, into the world. What do you do when you have a good doctor? You tell everyone about your good doctor. What is Jesus, the great physician? He's better than any doctor you have. No offense to doctors. He's better than any doctor you have. What does he tell the man? Go and do likewise. Share this healing medicine with the world. So we receive it tonight and tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. May this medicine be the very thing on your tongue into this world that we proclaim. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.